Good morning. All right, we're going to start this morning and open in prayer. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we thank you for your love, your guidance, and grace. We thank you, Lord, for sustaining us from day to day. We thank you, Lord, for your abundant provision. Holy Spirit, come, hover, and lead this service. Lord, I ask that you would let every word from my mouth be ordained by you, and if I should even attempt to speak anything that you do not want me to speak, Lord, put a watch over my mouth, lest I sin against you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today we're going to cover a lot of scripture. I've got slides for them. We're putting the, the sword of the word of God in our mouths. So the title today is Where's Your Sword? We're going to start with Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. If you, we go through this uh, to this morning and you say, wow, I really want that scripture. If you'll email the church office, I will send it to you. I'll just send you my, my scripture notes. So Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 is the full armor of God. And it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the evil, against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I put the whole thing in there, and there's a reason for that. It's because there's so, instead of just going through the, full, the, the armor of God and just saying the different parts of the armor, I wanted you to see that we do not struggle against flesh and blood so we should not we should not be worried about f having to fight you know other people we don't have to be worried about being angry and and you know fighting those internet battles you know have you ever been on like a, a chat or like twitter and you see something that's divisive and and getting into these battles we don't need to be getting into those battles we need to be fighting through prayer we need to be fighting through taking principalities because here's the thing it's done in the spirit. If we pray into it to be done in the spirit, it will fall into the natural. Because the spirit world, the, 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 the heavenly places is where our battles are. And that's where we should be fighting with our words and with our prayers to see that what happens in the spirit world happens in the natural. So we want, <clears throat> if we want prayer in our schools, we have to pray into the prayer of our schools. We also have to have action which is to vote for people who want to get prayer back in school, to be a part of the, the organizations that want prayer in school. There's a, a um, organization called North Carolina Prayer, Fam prayer Family. I'll have to, to get that for, for sure, the exact. It, it's uh, northcarolinafamily.org, I think. 
Um, and it's a newsletter that I get. They actually have uh, a radio talk show that you can get, you can pick up. I think it's AM radio in this area. And <clears throat> if they talk about the different things that are going on in our legislature for the family, one of those things is prayer in school. And it, they're, they're fighting in that family mountain, right? So <clears throat> to get into the, you know, they're fighting in the family mountain for the mountain of education and the other mountains to make sure that we have the have righteous legislation and righteous legislators in our government. Um, so that's where this sermon came from. Where's your sword came from the full armor of God. The other part of this is that we are to pray in the spirit. So if you're not praying in tongues and you don't know what that is or how that works, you need to be praying into asking God what that is and how to do that and um, and, and learning. And, and at the very least, we should be asking God, Lord, help me to pray. If you're going to be praying in English, he will, he will lead and guide, a, guide you in your prayers. If you ask Holy Spirit to come and, and join with you and help you pray. Um, <clears throat> so if you pray in tongues, great. If you don't pray in tongues, ask for the Lord's leading. It says with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So we should be in continuous prayer, right? Now, where's your sword? Your sword is the word of God. So it should be in your heart. And this is why it's so important to be listening to the Bible on audio or reading your Bible um, or doing both and, and interacting both ways. Because the word of God is your sword. And that is the answer to a lot of questions that we have. Because remember, I believe that I talked about this about a month ago. So the, the Satan will come and speak to you and he's constantly, he speaks to you and he sounds like you. And so you think that your, what you're hearing is your, is your consciousness going forward, your consciousness, um, saying, well, things like, all right, I'm just going to give you an example. The first, the first example is you can, you, you can figure this out. You don't need to pray about it. You know, a lot of times we think, well, I don't need to pray about this, this instance. I don't need to, I don't need to worry about praying into this. Let's say that you have something going on in your life. A lot of times it has to do with health. Um, oh, you don't need to pray about, you know, your, your knee, that, that little ding in your knee. Don't worry about that. Or he'll say, you can't figure it out. That something's too difficult for you to figure out. And so what God says is I will direct your steps, right? And so the next scripture is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So the Lord says to lean on him. Pray into those things. Don't listen to that voice that tells you that it, that. You can't figure it out. Sometimes the enemy will say to you, you're too tired. Have you ever, have you ever done that? You're, you're, you're in the middle of something. You're just like, I'm just too tired for this. I just can't get through it. I just don't want to. That is a lot of times if that has to do, if it has to, especially if it has to do 
with anything that has to do with church or um, like I remember that that was a battle that I had to go through was I, I, I would wake up on Sunday mornings and I'd be so tired when God wanted me to go to church and I'd be like, oh, I am so tired. I just don't want to go. I'm just so tired. And I finally realized that it wasn't me. I wasn't tired just on Sundays. It was Satan trying to get me to not go. So he thwarts us the what the enemy does, what the forever loser does is he comes in with these negative things in our life to try and keep us from going forward, from trying to try and keep us from making more money, try to try to keep us from building our finances, from keeping our, our, our stuff straight. It tries to keep us from going to church. He tries to keep us from doing the things that he know that you know that God wants you to do. He tries to keep you from reading the Bible. Oh, I'm too tired to read the Bible right now. Things like that. Satan is always trying to get you to give in to these negative things that are going to hinder you. And what God says about being too tired is that he will give you rest. So Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty 28, 30 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and I, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There is scripture. What I'm trying to get across to everyone today is that there is scripture for everything you're going through, for everything that you're feeling, for everything that Satan is trying to come at you against. There's scripture for that. The word of God is very rich in helping us move forward in our lives and do the right things. The enemy will come at you with this situation. He'll make you think that it's impossible, that there's no way to get out of this, that everything that you're going through is just impossible. And God says all things are possible. So Luke 18, 27, but he said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. The enemy will come at you and say, nobody loves you. Or he'll make you think the person that you want to love you doesn't love you. This is, this is a very frequent battle that, that I have, that, that I have to always remember because God says, I love you. So no matter if people reject you in all of your, in all of the, the areas of your life, you will have rejection and you have to put your heart in God and you have to stand on the word of God. John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That is our promise. God always is for us and never against us, and he loves us unconditionally. Let me just say this. If you ever doubt God's love, I want you to remember that there is nothing that you can do that is going to make God love you less. There's nothing that you can do to make God love you more than he does right now exactly where you are. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're saved, unsaved. He loves you. He always loves you. He will never change. His love for you will never change. Another thing that the enemy will come at you and say is you can't forgive yourself. He wants us, the enemy wants us to be in unforgiveness. If you can't forgive yourself or you can't forgive somebody else, he, he wins. 
because you will have that what happens is a thread is woven every time we can't forgive it's almost like i this is the way i imagine it little demons sitting there weaving together this little thread every time we can't forgive somebody and or we can't forgive ourselves so because that that ties you to this this unforgive unforgiveness thing this ties you to this person and it keeps you in this unforgiveness cycle where you cannot get past it you can't get you can't move forward in your destiny you can't move forward in everything that god wants you to be if you are tied up in unforgiveness of yourself or somebody else and so we have to cut those ties and the best way that we can do that the only way that you can do that actually not the best way the only way you can do that is to go into forgiveness because god says he forgives us so romans 8 1 i need to put glasses on uh romans 8 1 says there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in christ so we have to forgive others and for, or forgive ourselves so that we can cut those ties and live in forgiveness because that's the only way if you're in unforgiveness it will shut your destiny down. If you were meant to do something great for God's kingdom, you will not be able to do it if you're living in unforgiveness of yourself or anybody else. That is the destiny killer right there. The enemy will say it's not worth it. This can be anything. It, it like it's not worth it to get up and go to church. It's not worth it to tithe. It's not worth it to um, read your Bible. It's not worth it to waste your time. It's not worth it to go to to the the potluck dinner with at church anything that he can get you to shut down is a win for him and whenever he can get you to believe that it's not worth it to do for god then he wins god says you are worth it he is worth it so romans eight twenty eight, and we know that for those who love god all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose <clears throat> now, the enemy says, you're not smart enough to do that, or you're such an idiot. That's one of the things that I battle for me, is I will say things over myself, like, that was stupid, I'm such an idiot. And I have to catch myself and say, no, God says, I will give you wisdom, and I'm believing in what God says. So 1 Corinthians 1.30 and because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So if you are in Christ, you have wisdom from God. You are in right standing with God. You are sanctified and you are redeemed of God. The enemy will say, you can't go on this way or you can't hold on. So... A lot of times he'll make you feel like you can't keep going. You can't keep doing this. You can't keep going down the same path. You're not strong enough. But the Lord God says, my grace is sufficient. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. If you are doing it unto the Lord, you are doing it in his grace. Don't forget that. <clears throat> the enemy will say, you can't do it. 
you can't do this. You, you're not, you're not, you're not able to do this. You, you, you don't have the strength. You don't have the time. You don't have, you don't have the finances. You can't do it. God says you can do all things. So Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The enemy says you can't manage. Your supply is not there. You, you can't do it. And God says, I will supply all of your needs. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I use this verse all the time for financial need. I learned years ago to tithe. And I learned it from my grandparents, really. And so from, from the very beginning, I have always tithed 10% of the gross every time. And because of that... And because of being faithful, he, God has always supplied every one of my needs. Now, there has been times in my life where I have, we have been short because I do a monthly budget and I go through the budget every month and I, and I'm like, okay, Lord, it's in the red. You've got, you got to help me. I, I'm a faithful tither and I bring up Philippians 419 and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I, it, it, it's not just when that verse isn't just about about finances, but I that I have used that as my go-to for finances. But it's for all of your needs. If you need, <clears throat> let's say you need groceries, you 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 don't have the money for groceries. He'll supply the groceries. I've heard so many stories. I can't even tell you of people who were like, I don't, I didn't need any milk, but I went and bought milk. And then I just felt like the Lord wanted me to just stop at this house. I don't even know these people. And I stopped at this house and I said, Lord, the Lord told me that you needed milk. Found out they had three kids, no money, no groceries, no milk. He, I hear, I've heard so many stories about that over the years. So he will provide our finances. He will provide whatever we need, whatever our needs are. And he's always done that for me. I, I can't, I can tell you personal stories of where we were deficient in our budget and we weren't going to make it. And I was like, Lord, I'm tithing anyway. And it was a test because it's always a test when it comes to finances. Um, and we tithed anyway and we got a rebate check that covered exactly the amount that we needed. Um, recently, I'll tell you another personal story about this. So recently, I, the, I had this idea to do a t-shirt and I was like Lord you know I, I had been asking for the Lord to provide me with ideas to help bring other income in because I've not because I'm a basically a volunteer pastor um all of the load all of the workload all of the finances has gone on to Frank and I don't like that I've, I've always been somebody who's work who works and who helps bring in and I haven't been able to do that over the last few years because of the calling that God has put on my life. And so I was like, Lord, help me to come up with ideas that I can stay at home and be here for the, to make sure that Lane is okay, but yet still, you know, bring some finances in. That was on a Thursday or a Friday. And then, uh, or no, that was on a Monday or a Tuesday that I started pr praying this prayer. And this was just a, a few weeks ago. And the Lord, uh, didn't say anything to me about it. You know, I just kept feeling like I, I just need to pray into this. And um, Thursday, so it was like a few days after, I got an idea for a t-shirt, you know. And I was like, 
Lord, is this from you? Is, is this, is this, is this what you want me to do? And so I just said, you know what? We don't have the finances to do the setup, to do, to, to, to do t-shirts. Like that's not something that I can do. So if you really want me to do this and this is really what you want me to do, you'll provide the funds. Monday morning following this. So this was over a less than a week of time. Monday morning, we got a rebate check from an insurance policy that we had a year ago where they had been sued um, and they had to rebate a whole bunch of money to, it was like in the millions, it was like what 1.8 million or something back to people who had been insured by them last year. And I was like, thank you. That was a direct answer to prayer. So whenever we need provision he will provide and I have I have tons of stories like that like I my whole life has been like that whenever whenever things are just a little bit short he always provides the provides a way so the enemy can say you can't manage God says I will supply all your needs Philippians 4 19 says my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in Christ Jesus and the enemy will say to you you're afraid or I will say, I'm afraid, and that's coming from the enemy. Something will come, something is happening, especially right now. Like there's a there's there's fear mongers everywhere. If you if you get on any type of like Twitter or Facebook or anything like that, and you're on these social media things, there's so much stuff out there that can put you in fear in this in this economy right now that we're that we're dealing with, especially with Israel. The enemy wants us to be afraid. And God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear. Second Timothy 1 7 says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And we talked about self-control last week. So that was, uh, we're, that's the same verse that we used last week. The enemy says you're not, no, the enemy will, can come at you and say, you're always alone. You're alone. You're alone. And God says, I will never leave you. Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God, goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So we have to remember that the Lord will provide the word. So that's the reason why we need to stay in the word so that we continue to listen to what he says about our circumstances. And the best thing, if you have something going on in your life, the, I have found that the best thing to do is say, what does the scripture say about this? Whatever's going on, whatever's going on in the use Google it, Google it. What does the scripture say about this? And you will get verses after verses after verses to strengthen you. So I, I highly recommend doing that when you're in a struggle. Because if you lean on God's word when you're in a struggle, he will... That it opens a window for you to get out of it. We're going to close in prayer and then we're going to close with the closing song. And as we go through the, the closing song, I want you to ask this question. Lord, what are you saying to me today? What are you saying to me that I need to work on today? We'll close in prayer. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, as we leave here today, Lord, bless our days with grace. your grace your guidance and provision. Keep us safe and watch over us. We pray your sustaining presence will go with us and walk with us throughout our week and bring us safely back to your house again. Lord God, we pray that you would be with Israel. Help them, Lord God. Protect them. Bless them. Watch over them. Give them strength and endurance to get through this trying time. 
And Lord, we pray for peace over Israel. Lord, thank you for your many blessings and for all the tithes and offerings that have been received throughout the week. Lord, bless the ministries that we are sowing into and for the people that are being blessed by our faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.